0: Welcome to the Fields of Fantasy podcast,
1: hosted by Pestle and Ed. And welcome to the week 15 edition of the Fields of Fantasy podcast, Pestle Ed of TH Fantasy Football, back again, 15 weeks in a row Ed. We're just, soon dwindling down, aren't we? I was just about to say fifteen weeks. It doesn't doesn't seem like it is fifteen, but it is. It's when I was scroll through now on Sleeper to go to the click the next week for the stats or projections. It's getting sad because there aren't there's not many more places I can scroll to.
0: No fantasy football will be done. It's only a matter of a couple of weeks, most leagues will be finished, won't they?
1: And we're obviously at the, the business end of the season now. We are now at the playoffs. How have you done qualifying for playoffs? Um,
0: not not bad. Like uh, In our main money league, I've qualified. I think I'm third seed, so I've not got a bye. Um, but, but yeah, in a few of the other top leagues, I've done okay. So
1: better than last year, where I did not have a good year. What about you? I've done better than I thought I was going to do. I had a very bad start to the season, but I think my dynasty leagues where I've wanted to get a high draft pick. I've managed to achieve that, which I don't think you can celebrate too much. I've actually scraped this person a couple of places I'd intended to tank this season. Oh dear. And then certain players ended up being better than expected. (laughs) But no, I think better than I thought. I need to have a full stock take. I need to go through sleep and reorganise everything.
0: Exactly what I need to
1: do. I haven't had a chance to do Uh, that yet. Especially see where I'm at my best ball leads because as is with best ball, I've ignored them to this point. So now I need to see where I'm up to. However, most excitingly and importantly, we are properly into the business end of the season with the TH Fantasy Football Best Ball Bonanza in support of the Beast of Memory Cafe. It's quarterfinals time. So we named all of our divisions after um, various quote-worthy segments of the greatest sitcom known to the whole of the human race, that is Peep Show. So we have from the Atoll Protected Division, Samuel Madams through. uh, Tony Plant, we've got a bit of a stateside derby there uh, from the Hair Blair Bunch. Max Reximon Sleeper from the Consultio Consultius division. Groovy. So many R's, O's and V's. I have to check every single time. My least favourite name ever put on Sleeper. It takes me quite a while to check how to type it in. From the Men with Venn division. From the Men with Venn division. Add T666 from Borneo Function. Packpull from the Men in Venn division. Ku 84 Matt Cullen from Twitter who grumbled that I didn't give him his individual shout out. So do you know what, Matt? Here you go. You got a shout on the podcast. Da, 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 da. From Dobby Club and Gridirony UK from the Zootsuit Zoot Division. So very exciting. We've really enjoyed running that this year and raised loads of money for an excellent cause as well, haven't we? We have, and my mum told us this week apparently we're gonna mention
0: in the Beast and Memory Cafe annual report. Ooh, so very exciting. Very exciting.
1: Like we said earlier in the season, one of the things that I think is lost on some people that don't get involved in this aspect of the community is all the good that fantasy football can do when you've kind of put that positive twist on it in the idea of a charity league. So we've been very pleased we've been able to do that this year and mainly really pleased with the support people have given us in helping us get that off the ground. And we're looking forward to year two, aren't we, next year? Very much so. Hopefully bigger and better. Speaking of bigger and better, something that gets bigger and better every single week. Malcolm... FANTASY
0: HEROES Drake London must have felt like doing one dance after his best ever fantasy week. Maybe it was all in God's plan for him to rack up a mammoth 29.2
1: fantasy points. Brock Purdy just keeps finding Debo. Seven more receptions for 149 yards make him two-time hero in a row. RB1 was Zeke, his best
0: fantasy score since week one of the 2020 season. Could he help to decide some fantasy championships? Lamar Jackson, baby! QB1 of the week, that's all. David Njoku's six receptions, two of which were touchdowns, meant 27 points as he brightened up the Browns' day with a very
1: colourful performance. Evan Engram put in an almighty performance and he's back to his best. Eleven receptions, ninety five yards, two touchdowns, and tight end one on the week. Fantasy Zeros. it was Gus the Bust in week 14. Only six carries for 15 yards as Lamar Mitchell did all the legwork. Damien Pierce, by name, blunt by nature. Four rush attempts for just nine yards. CJ Strouds had already stunk up the place before he departed with a concussion. A regular hero. This week, he's a zero. DeAndre Swift has been no giant the last two weeks as he struggled against two elite defences. Mike Evans, straight from hero, bang to a zero. This week, only turning one reception for eight yards. His lowest fantasy score since week two 2017. Jerry Judy has surely been the biggest flop of 2023.
0: He plumbed new debts this week 3.6 fantasy
1: points. After a couple of weeks of having to do several edits, oh. that's our first one and done for a while. Uh, can we just check if we are recording?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what I was saying. No, very good. Well done, us.
1: Nailed it. Right. Let's <laughs> move
0: on to our other <laughs> <all> notables. <laughs> So kicking off with Thursday Night Football, not as dire as many people, including us, predicted. It was actually quite a decent game of offence, Patriots at Steelers, wasn't it? Uh, Zappi and Trubisky both got 20 plus points, bit of a surprise. Uh, As mentioned, Zeke had a monster game uh, and he accounted for 140 yards just on on his own. The only wide receivers to really register anything significant were Juju and Deontay Johnson. Hunter Henry was, are you ready for the word, Mark? Efficient. Efficient. Three of three, 40 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Pat Friermuth, somebody we talked about a few weeks ago, has been very quiet the last couple of weeks since he was tight end one overall against the Bengals.
1: Texans-Jets, one that on paper we expected to be a bit more exciting, but went the other way. Texans-6, Jets-30. All Texans were a letdown this week. Only Singletree exceeded his projection. And the Texans' defense didn't do what I expected them to either, so I do apologize. It's just a really shock performance from the Texans. Yeah. They're really shocked. So Nico Collins went down early, so couldn't build upon his huge week last week. Zach Wilson got 18.24 points. Garrett Wilson, 20.1. Brees Hall, 26.6. They all pay dividends. Zach Wilson rostered in 3% of leagues. Garrett Wilson, 73% of leagues. And Brees Hall, 71% of leagues. How many people missed the playoffs? Because rightly so, you benched your Jets last week. Yes. Greg Zoyline. Greg Zoyline. Zoyline. Zoylein, Zoyline. <laughs> Zo- Zo- Zool- Greg Zoyline. Greg Zoyline. Greg Zoyline. Z- Greg Zoyline. Greg- Greggy Z, 17 <laughs> points. And Dalvin Cook, watch. Are you ready, Ed? Oh, no, 1 I, one. Thought, I thought this had gone. 1.8 points. Oh, God. He has, so far, on the season, 36.2 points. Total? RB, 66. Oh, God. It was lower than I thought it was going to be. I thought it might have broken 100. I'm going to go from one stinker straight to another if you don't mind me having another go. Vikings Raiders. Oh, my God. I'm not saying the zero is in America because this is a British football score. Vikings 3, Raiders nil. (laughs) Wow. TJ Hawkinson got 10.3 points. Devontae Adams got 12.3 points. I don't know how, and that's all there is. Wow. Um, Jefferson went to hospital with a chest injury in the first quarter and still scored the fifth most fancy points for the Vikings Um, we'll talk about him in the injury report I saw some nonsense things online saying I know it's a different injury but he shouldn't have come back no you can't nonsense yeah I don't think he should have come back because there's no point you can't not bring him back in case he gets a different injury that's ridiculous can you remember a couple of weeks ago where Josh Dobbs was the saviour of Minnesota yep what went wrong? I don't know,
0: but may it, may it continue next week against the Bengals. Can we uh, go on to a game with points, please, Ed? We, we can. From the ridiculous to sublime, books at Falcons. What a cracking game that was. Uh, never really looked safe for either team. Could have gone either way. Desmond Ridder had his second best fantasy game of the season, which makes him QB2 for the week. Um, nearly 350 yards through the air for Ritter. Uh, Rashad White kept up his, well, the the word for it, insane form. He has scored 13 or more points eight weeks in a row, and he's currently RB4. Bijan's solid. Bijan, despite us, you know, kind of speculating him not being used correctly, he's RB7, so Mm. Bijan's had a solid season. What a game for Drake London, his best-ever score in fantasy football. The only other wide receiver to score more than three points – was Chris Godwin with 10.3 points? Kyle Pitts had only his third double-figure score of the season, as he scored only his second touchdown this, this year, and I bet he was on a few benches.
1: Back to you. Seahawks 16, 49 is 28. Not quite the bloodbath we were expecting, but relatively routine, I think. Drew Locke started and had a good game, albeit QB 15 on the week. His first start in nearly two years, well, so we couldn't hope for much more than that, really. Lockett and Metcalf both got your respectable wide receiver two scores. Nothing respectable about DK suplex on Fred Warner, the naughty, naughty boy. (laughs) Listeners at home, have you heard of Colby Parkinson? Um, Well, I can answer the listeners. I haven't. Two receptions, 28 yards and a touchdown, 10.8 points. Purdy had another solid game after that early inception. He got back on track. CMC was rubbish. A mere 16.3 points. Drop him. Only his third time this year under 20, which shows just what we've come to expect from him. Debo was phenomenal again, and IU was solid again. Kittle, 16.16 points. 49ers rarely let you down.
0: And on to another what well, Arguably the best game of the week uh, involving your favourite Ravens. What a game, what a finish. So I don't think anybody really expected it to be such a close game, but it really was an absolute cracker. Nearly 400 yards for Lamar, including three touchdowns. So that made him QB1 for the week. He's, he's QB4 overall. The running backs were quiet as only really Kyron Williams broke 10 points. Uh, He managed to do that by rushing for an impressive 114 yards across 25 carries. Wide receivers is where your points were at in this game. OBJ, Flowers, Cup Nakua and Demarcus Robinson were all above 13.5 points. So some impressive scores there. Isaiah likely looks like he will likely be a big part of the offense going forward. And Davis Allen was the breakout rookie star in Higby's absence. The tight end got uh, four or five receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. We'll talk about him a bit more later on.
1: Questions about Kyron Williams' ability to take hits were firmly put to bed when, I think, on back-to-back plays, Roquan Smith first wiped out, then Carl Van Noy crashed into him like a bus, and he got straight back up, so fair play to him. And speaking of resilience, Chiefs fans need a bit of that at the minute because this season is not what they would have <laughs> hoped
0: for that play was really unfair Do you know what, what that's, it that's was? my impression
1: of Patrick Mahomes it was really funny <laughs>
0: It's just like I hope. I think he's reflected on it afterwards and kind of regretted it because just in that moment, you shake, you shake um,
1: the hand of Josh Allen just go, "Well played, mate." Not like. Me, 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 me. I quite like listening to Pat McAfee's show this week where they looked at the footage and went, "There's no discussion. He's offside. He's offside." Isn't and we? then moved on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so surely he got a slap from Travis Kelsey after the game though, because <laughs> Travis Kelsey... I'd still use it on a highlight reel if I was yeah, telling yeah. Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, pretend it, it counted. I just pretend you weren't thrown to an absolute buffoon. <laughs> Mahomes is down to QB8. Wow. Is okay. he bust territory considering where he was drafted? I think you have to say he is because yeah. he will have gone probably to as To take QB an one. early QB, yeah. you've got to get top four out of nothing. So he's
0: probably gone QB... Uh, sorry, he's probably gone first round in
1: most drafts yeah, or a lot of drafts. if not mid-second latest. Yeah. Kelsey, 13... Kelsey, 14.3, still tight end one, but similar, I don't think he's given you the value that you would want back considering he was drafted pick five to eight. For that, you need a substantial advantage from that, and he's still been brilliant, obviously. Not his best, though, and that's what people were trying to draft him for, was his best. Rushy Rice though, some positivity. He's providing great fancy value, really coming on. And for a player picked up most waiver-wise, if you're already well-equipped on your roster, you've got a phenomenal flex play there for the rest of the season if you're going to the playoffs. Josh Allen consolidated his QB1 position. James Cook had a career game for fantasy, helped with his work in the passing game, including a touchdown. Diggs let you down, 6.4. And Gabe Davis has continued alternating 0.00 weeks. Dishonest, Gabe. Since week eight, he has had 23.70. Nine point six 22.5, zero. I'm playing him next week (laughs) because this seems easy. Yeah, that's a good game. Um, Who have you got next?
0: Lions at Bears. Uh, Surprise win for the Bears. Really disappointing for the Lions, I'm sure. Goff had a horrible game. His worst of the season from a fantasy perspective. Fields was much better. Uh, He rushed for 58 yards, two touchdowns total and nearly racked up 25 points. Gibbs and Monty, both very respectable again, both involved in the receiving game to boost their scores. From a receiving point of view, only DJ Moore, who was very close to being a hero, and you have to be an absolute idiot to leave him on your bench. Oh, I wouldn't do that. No, I I, I left him on my bench, but I still beat Tom in our big money league. We'll Uh speak about DJ Moore and idiocy a little bit later. uh, okay. quite the faux pas. And uh, Cole Comet scored over 10 points. DJ Moore is wide receiver seven, and he's had a cracking season. You know, we're talking about busts. He's definitely the opposite of a bust. Amon Ra had a bust week. He doesn't have those, but nope. he did this week. His first of the season in week 14 we will forgive him. Uh, but what a week to do it in where, uh, you know, there'll be some frustrated fantasy managers with Amon Ra this
1: week. Broncos 24, Chargers 7. Chargers continue to underwhelm. Herbert left the game, and Eastern stick took over. Nope, me neither. <laughs> the Chargers... Oh, 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 you made up a name there. <laughs> no, it sounds like a pudding. Mm. <laughs> Love some delicious Eastern stick. stick? Mm-hmm. The Chargers scored seven points, but Eckler scored 21, Allen scored 12.8, Johnston scored 12.1, Everett scored 8.9. How did they all score more points than the Chargers scored on the scoreboard? I don't know. 283 total yards, 17 first downs, But zero from 12 on third downs and allowed six sacks. That's how they scored no points. Russell Wilson, 16.46. He continues to be all right and do a job. Javante Williams had a solid game, 18.1. Another good game for wide receiver 20, Cortland Sutton, but another not-so-good game for wide receiver 56, Jerry Judy. 68% rostered, 29% started, and he's not had a single week above wide receiver 29. I'm gonna put him into the Darwin Cook list. Drop him. I mean, we nearly at the end of the season anyway. Do you know what? At this stage, keep him. You deserve him. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get it. If you are in a playoff contention, he's not going to help you. If you're trying to battle relegation and structure system, or trying to avoid being bottom the toilet bowl, get rid of him. Get rid of Jerry Judy. And next year, don't draft him. Broncos defense, 16 points, quite respectable as well. Next.
0: Yeah. So comfortable win for the Bengals and, you know, under Burrow, you'd have maybe expected that, but certainly not under Browning. Uh, Jake Browning was QB4 for the second week running. Two weeks in the 25 point range. Well done if you took a punt on him and you've played him and stuck with him. I'd stick with him again this week. I'll talk more about that later. The Bengals have finally discovered they have a running game. Chase Brown has exploded onto the scene uh, and, surprise, surprise, Mixon mixed looks better with a running partner. Why has it taken so long? Uh, between them, 29 carries for over 100 yards uh, and one touchdown uh, each. The highest-scoring Bengals receiver was Tanner Hudson, with uh, <laughs> Higgins, Boyd and Chase only managing seven receptions between them. I'm going to put this out there now. Michael Pittman is one of the most consistent players in football. Another eight receptions. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. How many weeks out of 13 so far has he got eight or more receptions?
1: I'm going to go all of them. No, no, you're a bit, bit optimistic. Oh, I was pessimistic last week. Ten out of 13, yeah. so still very impressive. R- ridiculous. What was he on those other three? <laughs>
0: Who knows? So let's mention Mo Ali Cox. One of one for two yards and a touchdown. Thanks for coming,
1: Mo. Efficient. <laughs> yes. That is a Mo ali Cox stat line. There. That really is. What that's if that's... On a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. done. O- off he pops. Yeah. I, well. I imagine he walked <laughs> off to the side, down the tunnel, yeah. and I'll see you next year. <laughs> I am knackered. <laughs> <laughs> right, Eagles 13, Cowboys 33. Similar with the 49ers and for the same reasons. I thought the Cowboys would win this. I didn't think the Eagles would continue to be so lackluster, though. Great word to describe them at the moment. I mean, I'm very, very cross with Jalen Hurts because I missed out on a week 15 playoff by All I needed, obviously the other scores came in afterwards, but if he had just got me over 12 and a half points, I'd have the week 15 by. Obviously he gets over 12 and a (laughs) half points. It's going to be a shootout with the Cowboys. He's Jalen Hurts. Nope, didn't sort that out for me. They were all below projection other than defence on the Eagles. AJ Brown, 15.4. Devon Smith, 9.3. Usable, you're not going to sniff at that. Jake Elliott, their kicker, scored 10 and was the second-highest scorer. Dak was quiet, 16.94. His loss for didn't help his scoreline there. Pollard Lamb, Ferguson, all solid. Gallup outscored outscored Brandon Cooks after I said he was nailed on for every single game so far. To be fair, he has been, so I'm not going to take that as a loss. That's, That's more on him than it is on me. Cowboys' defense. Defense won by a margin of 23 points over the Ravens as well. I thought this might be the start of their decline going into the playoffs, but they continued continue to get big points, continue to be very reliable. Jags at Browns, another cracker of a game. Um,
0: I'm obviously, from a Bengals perspective, annoyed that the Browns managed to sneak a win, but it was probably fair in the end. t managed to put up a respectable score, despite three interceptions. He's now had four weeks of 20-plus points since that horror week against San Francisco. Outside of the two tight-end heroes, uh, Engram and Joku. Bearing in mind, uh, Engram's had three touchdowns in two weeks after non-all season. There wasn't really much to write home about. Amari Cooper did break 10 points for the first time in five weeks. And ETM was solid again. you would have probably been fairly happy with what he got. Ford and Hunt are very much showing the workload, as both broke 10 points. No Jags receivers broke 10 points either. How many players got reception in this game, Mark? Mm, 12. Close, 14. 14 players got a reception. So shared around. And then on to Panthers at Saints. Uh, Not the best game. And I think (laughs) Panthers proved why they're looking dead certs for the number one overall pick, which they've already given
1: away. Silly, silly
0: Panthers. Yes. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. Silly, silly Panthers. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at, you know, they've invested in Bryce Young. Is he the future? I don't know. I want to give him a bit more time. Not much to say about this game, especially for the Panthers. Bryce Young hasn't scored more than 10 fancy points in a week since week nine. Mm. Ouch. Um, Miles Sanders is up to RB45 Yay! after his best week since week nine. Obviously, he's got a lot of work to make the top five, but we know he can do it. It's going to be difficult, but Miles is up to the challenge. No, he's burnt his bridges <laughs> with me. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, Alave and Thielen. I'll use that word one more time, We're efficient, but nothing else to discuss apart from the Saints' defence. What a week as they equaled their week five mega score of 24 points. Certainly more like what people expected from the Saints' defence after they were drafted uh, a lot earlier on in the season.
1: Bizarrely, they were the defence that cropped up the most in our start sits on Twitter over the weekend as well. And I'm glad we relentlessly said Saints. So that worked out nicely for us. The two Monday night football games, then. So, both we're, surprises. We're recording this on Tuesday, so we've not seen the full. Uh, we've not seen the full highlight package yet. We have seen some reduced highlights. So Titans twenty eight, Dolphins twenty seven. A good proportion of the highlights were Will Levis getting sacked. He had five <laughs> sacks. He did a good job, though. Fancy wise, seventeen point eight. Tua's inconsistent fantasy season continued. Nine point one. RB's got it done here, though. Henry was solid, as was Spears. His six receptions for eighty nine yards certainly helped. Most of it was RB1 this week. 21 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. A-Chan got his projection, but you don't play Achan chan for his projection. You play him for a monstrous week of 40-odd points. So although he's done all right, people may be disappointed there. Hopkins had his second-best week of the season with one mega catch from a downfield ball from Levis. And Tyreek Hill was in and then out and then in again with an ankle injury, 10.1 points. Hopefully he plays next week. I need him for a couple of playoff games, but... I'd be surprised if the Dolphins risked it, if they are going to be able to scrape a playoff berth. And then finally, Packers 22, Giants 24. I felt confident the Packers would win this. Jaden Reed 20.6. Wide receiver six on the week. Tucker Craft, 10.4. tight 10-12 on the week. And that's it for the Packers. Everyone else disappointed. Headline by Jordan Love's 9.92 points. His second lowest score of the season. Tommy DeVito, Saquon Barkley, solid. And it looked like we had a classic performance from Saquon Barkley. Wondale Robinson had his best game since week 11 last year. He was injured after that and has been out for the season and a bit of time after. Is this him getting back up to speed or a flash in the pan? He looked on the limited hearts I've seen so far. He looked rapid and he looked to be very much a key part of what was being designed plays-wise. Giants have won three in a row with Tommy DeVito. Oh, did you see the picture of Tommy DeVito's
0: agent? No. Oh, my goodness me. It is exactly what you want Tommy DeVito's agent to look like. I'm going to show you now just so you can react on screen. It's amazing that we're not ready for this. Ready?
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 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 That's exactly exactly what you want his agent to look like. He looks like a cross (laughs) between... You know Paul Smith from Maximo Park? Oh, yes. If his brother was a drug dealer. <laughs> That's, exactly That's that. right. It's is brilliant, <laughs> That's isn't amazing. it? amazing. I'm assuming he's gone on agents.com. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I've got this written down anyway, but this might sell it. Ed, are you ready to get back on board the Giants hype train you were on last season? No. <laughs> well, that wraps things up. So this week, bye weeks, non. Thursday night football, Chargers at Raiders, Saturday night football, Vikings at Bengals, then Steelers at Colts, then Broncos at Lions. So for UK fans, we've got some games kicking off from six o'clock on Saturday. It's a bonus treat. Clear those flex spots. So you are gonna have less wiggle room on Sunday with four games happening before. So more important than ever to make sure you're keeping flex spots free where possible. Let's talk some injuries, though. Oh. The Injury Report. Oh, 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 oh. Justin Jefferson, chest injury could be ready for Saturday. I think, why bother at this point? QB doubts, uh, doesn't see any point. However, the same time, you've got what, as a wide receiver, 10 year, he's chasing records. To write off 10% of your career is is a big asset, so I understand why he'd want to come back, but seems little point. CJ Stroud, still in concussion protocol at time of recording. Nico Collins, calf injury. A re-aggravation of a previous injury as well, so that's not going to sound good. Still no news at this point, though. Justin Herbert, fractured finger in his right hand, likely having surgery today at the time of recording. I seem to remember previously he had a a broken bone in his non-throwing hand, if I remember rightly. And Josh Jacobs, knee injury, didn't practice Monday. We've got no update from Tuesday at the moment. Let's move on to some players that we're going to choose to sit this week, though. Sits of the Week. As always, then, looking at the fewest fancy points against over the last four weeks. I'm going to skip the team with the fewest fancy points to QBs. Going to talk about them in my sit of the week. Second, though, Bears. They've got the Browns. Are you going to sit Flacco? I mean, he came back looking pretty good, to be fair.
0: Not at the moment, no. I'm going to talk about him in in the wave wire later.
1: Joe Flacco. The best thing about Joe Flacco for me is that Amari Cooper is going to be relevant again, and that's, for me, in the playoffs is going to be absolutely crucial. Panthers get up third, fewest points against fantasy quarterbacks. I was a bit surprised to see that. They've got the Falcons. Doesn't matter who they've got. Sit Desmond Ritter anyway. I know he's had a big week this week. He just can't be trusted, in my opinion. Wide receivers, fewest points against are the Saints. They've got the Giants. Don't start Slayton, Robertson, Height anywhere at any point. Although saying that, Wondell Robertson, if you're desperate, what, based on what we've seen and based on what I said earlier, could be worth thinking about. I'm not sure I'd chance it this week, though. Broncos got the Bears. You're starting DJ Moore anyway, I think, but that's probably about it. And then Falcons got the Panthers. Thielen in your flex if you're desperate, but I think we're at limited expectation with Thielen anyway at this stage. He could have another two, three point week. Running backs. Patriots giving up the fewest running backs, so watch out for Pacheco news. I can't imagine a point I'm ever going to start McKinnon or CEH confidently anyway. They cropped up a lot on starts and sits. I just couldn't recommend either of them, really. Falcons got the Panthers. Sit Sanders, Hubbard, maybe flex play at best. Dolphins, Jets. I'd still start Hall, unless I had other solid options. But the way you've him, you probably don't. He's found a way, hasn't he, Hall, to yeah. get points? Yeah, th- I'd still chance him. Tight ends. Patriots given up the fewest. Patriots been solid on defence to go through this list. You're starting Kelsey anyway. You've drafted him in the first round. You've not got to back up tight end that you're going to play instead of him. Bills, they've got the Cowboys. Still start Ferguson. Just lower your expectations unless you have a solid option on your bench, which you might do considering he was picked on waves in most places. And the Browns got the Bears. You're probably going to sit Cole Komet this week as well. Who are you sitting? So I'm benching somebody who's going to be benched in real life football, and that
0: is Josh Dobbs. All the talk this week, he's going to be benched for Mullins against the Bengals. And if you're getting benched for Mullins, you know you're in trouble. I mean, he's had a horrible couple of weeks, hasn't he, Josh Dobbs, either side of the bye. I mean, is it just a case of the new system catching up with him? You know, he had a bit of a honeymoon period, but yeah, he's been disastrous. I mean, even if he does start this week, I'd steer well clear, especially as Jefferson might not be there either. So I I would not be putting Josh Dobbs anywhere near my team this week.
1: My sit is a big name this week and someone that people may well disagree with because obviously you always start him. I would bench this week Patrick Mahomes. No, I, I don't think that's controversial. Well, they've got the Patriots and the Patriots have given up the fewest points to fancy quarterbacks. 7.69 7.69 in the last four games and 14.02 all season. Mahomes currently QB8, as we said already. Since the week 10 bye, he's had three of his four games outside of the top 12. So let's have a game of would you rather players that might well be available on waivers as well? Would you rather Patrick Mahomes against the Patriots or Justin Fields against the Browns? Probably Mahomes. I don't trust I think Fields against I the Browns. Would there. Purdy against the Cardinals. Purdy. Love against Tampa. That uh, pass-funnel defence at the minute at Tampa. Yeah. I, 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 Love, maybe
0: until this week, and then Love had, didn't have a great week, so I'd probably lean to Mahomes there.
1: Stafford against Washington. Ooh, Stafford's playing well at the moment, so maybe Stafford. So, Purdy is rostered in 88% of leagues, Love is rostered in 78%, and Stafford is rostered in 53%. The issue there is there is discussion to be had. Yeah, we should... If, if you said you would start any of those four over him, I wouldn't say it's a completely ridiculous decision. You could justify it.
0: But if you'd said that at the start of the season, you'd have been carted off to the yeah. local institution, wouldn't you?
1: And the key thing at the minute is, in the playoffs, you've got to be ruthless if you want to win a championship.
0: But I would not be surprised if we're sat here in February with the Chiefs winning another title.
1: They, just, oh, yeah, they, yeah. they
0: find a way, don't they?
1: They do find a way, but they've got a lot of navigation to do to find that way this Correct. time around. If you do bench him, Mahomes won't mind. I don't think he'll <laughs> even know. So if you... He might known about it, it's it's really unfair. So genuinely, I would look at what is available on your bench or in your league. There may be better plays than Mahomes this week there have been at least 12 better plays than him out of the three of the last four weeks. That is very surprising. Let's hear from Malcolm and our wonderful piece of news from statesidesports.co.uk
0: want to get closer to super bowl 58 on game day pre-order your official super bowl program now featuring a holographic cover and unique artwork to celebrate super bowl 58 in las vegas you can have your copy of the official super bowl program in time for kickoff visit statesidesports.co.uk now to guarantee yours viva las vegas
1: And as we said last week, we'll be launching probably in a couple of weeks, maybe one of our shows around Christmas, our giveaway of one of those programmes. But to get your hands on one of the official holographic programmes shipped all the way from the US of A to be in your hand for the Super Bowl, get yourselves over to statesidesports.co.uk. That address again, Edward? Statesidesports.co.uk. That, I think that is our obligation. It's covered for one more week. Starts of the week. Let's talk about some starts then. So most fancy points against over the last four weeks. QBs, Eagles still giving up loads of points. Is it going to be Gino? Is it going to be Drew Locke when they play the Seahawks? Whoever it is, probably worth a play if you're in a tight spot. Commander's got the Rams. Start Stafford without any question. Jaguars have got the Ravens. Fire at Lamar, although you're going to start him anyway. This could be another big week for him after ups and downs over the rest of the season so far. Wide receivers, Giants got the Saints. Alave, hopefully, for another solid week. Keep an eye on what goes on with Rashid Shaheed as well, possibly. Commander's got the Cowboys, obviously starting C.D. Lamb. And then Gallup and or Cooks will have value. I would go Cooks based on what we've seen overall this season, but it could well be Gallup. Running backs, Commander's got the Rams. Kyron Williams looks locked in every week anyway, but it could be another huge week this week. Seahawks got the Eagles. Start DeAndre Swift, but who knows if he'll do the business. He's been very up and down all season as well. Cardinals got the 49ers. Back to 20 plus points for CMC. I'd imagine so. Maybe chalk it up for a 30 plus week. Yeah, he'll be be angry at just 16. Titans. Saints giving up the most Titans. They got the Giants. Waller might be back. I think that's a risky play anyway. forgot about Waller. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so he, he could be but I don't think I'd be risking him this week I do want to see what he's got before playing him be careful what you said about Karen Williams I know but Waller's got more of a track record of doing nothing after an injury hasn't true, he true. Um, I've got him sat on a few IR spots I don't think I would start him if that's any solace to any of our listeners Broncos got the Lions. Laporta returns to form with a big week, hopefully. And the Bengals giving up the third most points to tight ends. You're obviously starting Hawkinson every week anyway as well. Who are you starting this weekend? Well, that's a perfect link into uh,
0: who I'm recommending you start this week. Um, it, it, only if you're really in a bit of a bind with tight ends. Because I mentioned him earlier. Um, and that's Tanner Hudson. He's actually been fairly consistent the last few weeks with the Bengals at tight end. Uh, and Browning seems to have been using him as a bit of a release valve. And um, he's had four receptions or more in five of the last six weeks. And he got his first touchdown of the season this week to break 10 points for the first time. I mean, he's not got a very high ceiling, Tanner Hudson, but he, he's probably going to get you between eight and 12 points. So if you are in a, if deeper leagues or if you're in a desperate spot when it comes to tight end, there are much worse options out there. So um, he's only 7% rostered. As I say, Browning is using him. So m- maybe keep an eye on Tanner Hudson.
1: My two starts of the week this week, then. A player you've already mentioned, so I can't do my guessing game. That is Rashad White, who has Green Bay, currently RB4 on the season. He's quietly made his way there, it seems. Yeah, I mean, it, he's just been electric,
0: hasn't he, over the last few games. And yeah, h- I'm not sure how he's got RB4, but he's been phenomenal.
1: When I picked him as a breakout pick for this season, I expect him to be around that 10 to 12 range. So I'm very happy. I think I drafted him in mid-rounds in quite a few places. So he's served me well, especially in best ball, one of my few best ball pickups. So
0: you give, you, you give with Rashad White and take away with Miles Sanders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah that's why If you went for <laughs> Miles Sanders early, I've offset that later on. Yes. If you listen to me, I'll sort it out for you in the long run. He hasn't hit below 13 points since week six, as you've already mentioned as well. Key stat here, though, Green Bay giving up the second most yards to running backs this season, 1,844. That's a lot of yards. So he should have another solid game. He's working the passing game as well. Obviously, really helps him. And then my other pick is Zay Flowers at Jacksonville. High wide receiver, two option after second week. And we said this is probably where we see him being for his fantasy career. His second week in a row of 20 plus points. Two touchdowns in a row as well. And he looks like he's now tuned in with Lamar. The two-point player especially was a really well-designed play that just came off perfectly. I I just love how excited he is. It's like, you know, he's like, did you see (laughs) the switch And then I did that. (laughs) It's just brilliant. We've said before, Zay Flowers just seems a really likeable guy and he is almost treated by the rest of the offences like the little boy. Yes. OBJ's spike in form will likely help to dilute a bit of the coverage as well. What was really good on the Sky Sports coverage at the weekend, OBJ gave a really good interview. Whereas, like we said a couple of weeks ago, I think you doubted it at first, He's really grown up as a human being, let alone a wide receiver. But my Christ, his dancing is still horrendous. Oh, it is, but (laughs) still. But one thing he spoke about was about how he's been able to be a mentor to players like Zay Flowers and players like Rashad Bateman. And he clearly has a lot of love for Zay Flowers as well, so that's going to help help Zay in the future. So, yeah, Zay Flowers and Rashad White with my two starts of the week this week. Fire from the wide. So, I mean, I feel
0: under pressure with five from the wire now because obviously it's all about playoffs and getting through. I mean, there's not much on there at the moment. It is quite slim pickings as it was in previous weeks, but I've kind of broken it down into categories and positions. So, first of all, I was going to look at the running backs in Kansas City. So, with Pacheco out, you know, you've got that choice between C.H. and McKinnon. Now, they're fairly heavily rostered, almost identically, uh, CH is 53% rostered. McKinnon is 49% rostered. I mean, neither really stole the show in Pacheco's absence, did they? McKinnon got the touchdown. Both were sort of involved in the receiving game, as you might expect. I mean, if Pacheco's back against the Patriots, then neither's likely to get a significant workload. But if he is out, then it's a genuine coin toss. Yeah. I genuinely don't know who you go for. I'd probably lean McKinnon because of what he did last season, but that, that really isn't, you know, yeah, scientific. But, yeah, I mean, if you do need a running back, uh, keep an eye on those. Tight end then. So a couple of tight ends to talk about. Brevin Jordan was very popular last week. Uh, Houston with Dalton Schultz being out. He was the top receiver in that Texans horror show against the Jets, but t- the top receiver, and he got 6.5 points. Schultz should be back. And Stroud may be out with concussion, which means Brevin Jordan could be a non factor. So, potentially, a better option is who we mentioned earlier, the breakout rookie of the week, Davis Allen, the tight end at LA Rams, not percent rostered. Um, And so, I think he is that better option. He got 14 points against the Ravens. If Tyler Higby uh, is, and well, and Hunter Long uh, remain inactive then Alan will get the targets in an offence that is racking up points on a regular basis and has got a good matchup this week. So um, I would probably go for Alan out of those two. I've got some quarterbacks to look at before a couple of other positions, but who are you looking at?
1: Quarterback as well. So I'm looking at someone that I mentioned two weeks ago. I then revisited briefly last week. I'm going to mention him again now. Matt Stafford. 46% rostered last week. 53% of the time of recording. He has Washington this week and the Giants on Fantasy Championship weekend. His last three weeks, he has been consistently personified for fantasy. So, QB7, 24.36 points, 25 completions, 4 touchdowns. Followed by QB8, 22.96 points, 22 completions, 3 touchdowns. Followed by QB5, 23.66 points, 23 completions, 3 touchdowns. He could save you if you had Herbert, Stroud, or been streaming quarterbacks, and you made it to the playoffs. He could save you from being the loser in the toilet bowl if you're in that position as well. So Matthew Stafford, if you're in a tight spot for your quarterback, he is available in just under half of all leagues. So go and have a look. Three other quarterback options then, because
0: there's a good chance if you're in a competitive league, Stafford won't be available. Jake Browning, Drew Locke and Joe Flacco. So talking about Browning, proved this week he's not a flash in the pan and I think he's better than a lot of options out there. This week he's got the Vikings, uh, so that's another chance to get a solid score. My advice would be to snap him up if he's available. He's available in 73% of the leagues. When it comes to Drew Locke, not sure how long-term Gino's injury is at this point, um, but Locke performed admirably against the 49ers, that elite defence. Even if Gino's out, I'd say he's a bit of a risky pickup uh, in Week 15. I don't know if Locke's going to get you that consistent score. But he's available in a lot of leagues. He's only rostered in 3% of leagues. Flacco, he's been QB 13 and QB 10 in his two starts for Cleveland. Five passing touchdowns, just two interceptions. Um, And he's confirmed as a starter for the rest of the season. So he might be a decent option for your playoff run, especially uh, if um, if you're in need in Superflex. Two more players to talk about really quickly. Chase Brown. Get him on your roster would be my advice. (laughs) That
1: was your advice at the start of the season. I know, I was right. He just took his time,
0: okay? He's 13% rostered after, I think, being 0% a couple of weeks ago. Um, And, you know, clearly an important part of a Browning-led Bengals offence. Expect him to feature heavily against Minnesota. Uh, Maybe stash him in dynasty. Uh, But, yeah, certainly get him uh, onto your teams. And I was going to talk about Dontavian Wicks, but he was rubbish last night. Don't bother. That's it. Fantasy Basics.
1: Fantasy Basics this week. We don't have a guest on this week. Oh, no. I know. I was due to do a record, but, I mean, between the two of us, we've gone back and forth and back and forth. We're hopefully recording this Friday, though, so that will drop next week. For Fantasy Basics, I'm going to revisit something we have said last year and we spoke about briefly this year as well as being something to start thinking about when you knew where you were going. At this stage in Dynasty and Keeper Leagues, if you are now out of the running in the playoffs, Anybody you are not planning to have on your roster next season, drop now. Firstly, that means you can then start to pick up other players that are dart throws. Chase Brown. Chase Brown. Yeah, players. genuinely players like yeah. Chase Brown. I did this last year when I picked up at the end of the season, Cam Akers and Kyron Williams, thinking one <laughs> of these one of these is going to make it. And then all of the news out of camp was how well Cam Akers was playing. So I dropped oh, Karen Williams. I thought was going to have a happy ending. <laughs> he would have been an amazing trade piece in our keeper league as well because it would have come with such a low premium for next year. I was an injury away from having a fantastic pick up there. I would really start to look at doing that as well. Also, it just means you're, especially if dynasty, you're clearing spots ready for your rookie picks as well, which then means after the rookie draft, you've got immediate place to fill up to start filling up a taxi spot. So if you are now out of the running, then at this stage, make sure we're being proactive in clearing house ready for next season and planning ahead. Very brief answer this week, but a point that I feel is a really important one for keen dynasty players at this stage of the season, something probably a lot of people are already doing. It's a very good reminder, Mark. I'll be doing that this week. Thank uh, you. Can you do it the week after me? Okay. Just so we don't, you don't take anyone from the waves that I would like, Edward.
0: Fantasy props. pistol.
1: Versus it.
0: So, finally, a fancy prop that I can talk about with a smile on my face.
1: I, I literally couldn't care less. I know you could, because
0: <laughs> you've won handsomely. But, you know, I'm playing for pride, Mark, a very proud man. Um, so last week, if you remember, we chose the two big games of the week, um, Bills v Chiefs and Eagles versus Cowboys. And essentially, I asked Mark to choose which Game would have the higher fantasy ceiling, I guess, because we added up the scores of the top scoring quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end and defense in each game. Uh, So Mark chose Eagles v. Cowboys. And so his team ended up being Dak, Pollard, Lamb, Ferguson and the Cowboys defense. Got you a healthy but not spectacular seventy-eight point eight four points. I think
1: I was expecting a hundred as a baseline from that. I would
0: say so. Dak was disappointing. Pollard, okay. Lamb, solid. Ferguson, okay. Defense, not bad. To be defense, bad. good. Yeah. And then my team ended up being Allen at quarterback, James Cook at running back, Rice and Kelsey as my wide receiver and tight end, and the Bills' defense. I got on my team. So highest scorer was Cook. Uh, Alan had a good game, uh, Rice and Kelsey solid, Bills average. But yeah, I snuck it, I suppose, with 85.12 points. So I win. to 10-4, so, you know, disappointing. But, but I'm already
1: preparing for next year. What I'm looking at this week for our fantasy props then is we're going to do an all-stars draft. We have free choice of every single player in the league. You will get first choice at every position because I've won, so I'm not too bothered about giving you that <laughs> a risk. But we will not be able to do any preparation for this. Often when we're doing one we're picking a whole team, we'll let each other know the day before so we can have a little plan. I've not mentioned this to Ed yet, okay? I've also not done any cheating. So I've just not had time to, otherwise I might have tried to have a little cheat. But we're going to have five seconds each to make our choices. We're going to pick one quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end from any players featuring this weekend. Say that again for me. One quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end. Nice. Five seconds each to make the pick, though. You're going to start with quarterback, I'll go quarterback. You go wide receiver, I go wide receiver, so on, so that you're getting first pick at each time. Does that make sense? Are we going to do it in order? So it would be quarterback, quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver. Yeah, I can't pivot, so I'm getting second choice every single time. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to put in front of us sleeper with the week 15 projection so we can have a quick skim, but we must make our decision in five seconds. If you do not make a decision in five seconds... The other person gets to choose someone for you from <laughs> anywhere in the top ten on the projections. Oh, okay. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going to write this down as we go because we're going to be tight for time. So I have to write it down when I do the edit later on. So are you ready, Ed? I mean, you're having a sneak peek already, you <laughs> cheeky little monkey. <laughs> so let's begin our five seconds now. Go. Jalen Hurts. Lamar Jackson. Tyreek Hill. AJ Brown. CD Lamb. Jamar Chase. CMC. Alvin Kamara.
0: Rashad White. Kyron
1: Williams. Travis Kelsey. TJ Hawkinson. 27 (laughs) seconds! (laughs) I'm sure that was as monotone and boring as we've ever been on the show. If we were both, we were so we were... concentrated. I was like, however, for sound who... quality, our face was close to the mic, <laughs> yeah, so that's like, improved. Who are they playing? Oh yeah. So I will write those down later on then, and they will be our all-star teams. Quickfire, we're testing our fancy knowledge. Of oh, yes, we're looking at that thing, but we're not had a chance to properly research or look at it. I mean, we've both gone for players in the top in the top. 10 yeah, well. there's, no, there's no
0: busts there.
1: So we'll there? see where we go. Let's wrap things up, though, with Sunday Night Bet Club. So last week, my Sunday Night Bet Club bet was an end-of-season awards bet, looking at MVP, offensive player of the year, coach of the year, etc., etc., etc. So we're checking on that at the end of the season. Pro Bowl votes have started as well, haven't they? Yep,
0: the most pointless thing
1: in all of football. Pointless, Ed. That was Tyler Huntley's most exciting weekend of his whole life. He got a
0: lovely weekend
1: away, he did. This week, we're bringing back an old favourite, good old reliable. The Red Zone
0: Accumulator.
1: So we're going to have a look for our Red Zone Accumulator. As always, the 6pm starts, and we're just going to simply pick our winners. I've done mine already, but would you like to play along, Ed? I would, and it's
0: a good time to point out to people, and this caught me out, there are some Saturday games. So, uh, check your rosters early this week, um, because like, the Bengals are playing on Saturday.
1: For those of you who were listening earlier on, I have already mentioned this, but thanks for listening, It. Did you? Yeah. All right, you can edit that out then. Sorry, I wasn't listening. No, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> I am leaving all of that in. Yeah, I wasn't listening. So, first game then. Chiefs-Patriots. I'm not sure you necessarily need to see the line, but I'll give you it anyway. Remember, we use decimal odds, so for every pound you put on you get this in return. So 1.20 and 4.50 for the Patriots. I mean,
0: I expect the Chiefs to win, but it would not be a shocker if the Patriots No, it genuinely up. wouldn't at this no. stage
1: of the season. Texans-Titans, Texans 2.05, Titans 1.80. I'm I would go- imagine that is probably quite related to yesterday's win for the Titans
0: as well. I'm going with the odds, I think. The Texans, uh, that, that defeat, the heaviness of it really surprised me. And, and yeah, so I'm going to go Titans. No
1: Stroud, Dell or Collins yeah. as well. I would also, you should have said in the starts, I would probably tie Titans defense as well this week with that. Falcons at Panthers. I mean, that could be a putrid game. Falcons 1.63, Panthers 2.30. Panthers don't look like they could beat the way out of a paper bag, never mind anything else. So, Falcons. Same here. Books, Packers. Books 2.50, Packers 1.53. I think Packers. I think I go Packers as well there. Jets, Dolphins. 5.90 for the Jets, 1.14 for the Dolphins. I don't see the Dolphins as that massive favourites, do you? I mean, no. I
0: think they'll win, but. Um... You know, the Jets have looked improved and, dare I say, Zach Wilson looked okay. So, yeah, I I still think the Dolphins, but that's a big I think the
1: Dolphins, but I was tempted by the Jets there because of how big the odds were. I might put like a secondary bet on where I fit Mm. that in. Bears at Browns, 2.40 for the Bears, 1.57 for the Browns. The Browns are just finding annoying ways to win, so I think the Browns will win. I've played the numbers here. I've gone for the Bears with 2.40 on that. Well, I hope That's you're more right. odds-based than projection-based, though. Giants at Saints. Giants 3.15. Saints 1.36. That's a tough... That is really tough. Um, Giants momentum. I've gone to Saints there. But at the same time, I quite like a bet maybe where I just changed the New York teams in to give them much bigger odds on there as mm. well. I come in there with 19.45 and then your inflated odds from the Giants give you 24.6. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, go mostly for the favourites, but at this time, like you say, at this time of the season, it really could be anything. Before we go, then, announcement to finish the show. We should read our announcements at the beginning, Ed. We're not very organised with this. Well, no,
0: every single... I'm sure our viewership grows as the podcast goes on, is that right? Listenership. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Maybe we should do a view a thing where they could see us. Maybe we'd get more listeners slash viewers if they could see our beautiful
1: faces. Or if faces. they could see the moneymaker. Yeah. That'd be absolutely... We'd be rolling in it, Edward. <laughs> and now, anyway, back to the announcement that we've digressed. We have recorded last week our festive five shows. I genuinely think we've had some really good shows over the course of this podcast. But considering we recorded five in a row, oh, they were the most fun I've had recording a podcast with you, Edward. It was brilliant. It was
0: just so Christmassy. We had a great time. And there's, oh, there's, the, uh, I Mark told you about my special surprise. It really was a surprise. And it's a surprise for all you guys Oh, genius. Well.
1: absolute mega surprise. So they will be dropping from next Monday. Ooh. So that's Monday the 18th. Monday the 18th, about right. yeah. That means we've got Fancy Five to come at the end of this week. And then our next show from us before the week 16 edition of this show will be Festive Five. Um, Hopefully a really good listen. Lots more Malcolm in there as well. A Little bit of a surprise in there. And it's family friendly. So, yeah, definitely gives a listen on there as well. A little bit of a Christmas bonus. Our gift from us to you. We are like the two wise men. If Tom rocked up to work more often, we could have three wise men. (laughs) Is that it from us, Ed? Have we said all the things once more? I think we've covered all bases. From us, as always, adios and Malcolm, take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Egg
0: of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.